Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's episode, it is just me. On Thursdays, I talk about something I either touched on in a previous podcast or an upcoming podcast I want to expand on or something that is trending in the health and wellness and medical and fitness community. Today, it is going to be the former uh, Camille Walker and I chatted about basically everything from life to business to being a busy entrepreneur to having a podcast to blogging to search engine optimization and to being a parent and being able to balance. Really, that probably was the thesis of the conversation is looking for overall balance. And I think I, you know, I ran into an issue this week in which I, my Instagram account was hacked and they were sending out sort of links to people and people were clicking on things. And, you know, it's, it's somewhat like frustrating and it's embarrassing. And it basically wasted four hours of my morning, me trying to clean this process up and then changing all my passwords and then telling everyone this wasn't me sending you this stuff. I hope you didn't click on this. But it really made me think after me wasting three or four hours of doing this and getting so sort of aggravated and irritated how much Instagram doesn't mean to my business and how much I don't really need it at all. But yet it's the first thing I look at in the morning. And why do I do that? Why exactly am I looking at this in the morning? And it really made me reevaluate me as somebody who tells people all the time that you should make sure that you have autonomy and agency over your business by having a website and make sure that these social medias can't run your life. Yet I'm getting irritated and agitated with what happened to me on Instagram, sort of, uh, uh, you know, preaching, but yet not uh, observing. And I... I think it's it was a good reminder to me to get off my phone and not worry about it. And obviously also to sure up changing my passwords and, and getting all that stuff, getting all that stuff in line. But really that, you know, those two hours in the morning that I could have been spending with my daughter, I had to spend sort of cleaning that process up. And part of it is because I was invested in that process. If I wasn't invested in that process, I wouldn't have done that. So it was just kind of a, a really good reminder to get off socials when you can. Take your breaks. Mia talks about this. Mia St. Aubin, who's been on the uh, podcast with me a few times now, uh, she'll just go on these like three months breaks and just completely, you know, leave the socials, even though they're tied to her business and just get refreshed. And it's, it's really good to do that, to remember that these things shouldn't be tied directly to your business model for most of us, unless you are somebody who (laughs) happens to be a, you know, an Instagram celebrity uh, most of us are, are the that's this is not why we're getting clients or how we're getting clients or how our business should be uh, driven. And because of that, we need to take a step back from it and not see ourselves as that person. I talk about this in a book I read. I'm trying to think of the to think of the the, the the title. It evades me at the moment. But basically, you know, there used to be two versions of us. It used to be the Steve who went to work. And the people who knew him at work, his sort of professionalism and who he was. And then there were Steve's maybe family and friends who knew a lighter side, a little bit different side of him. But now there's a third person. And that third person is who we present ourselves to be on social media. And sometimes that gets sort of mixed up and people are too invested in that person who's not real. And I think that's it's a good reminder for me and for everybody else to, you know, really put socials at bay sometimes and know that that shouldn't be the key part of your business model or part of your life as far as balance is concerned. So that was just a, what I wanted to briefly touch on. I'm going to get into the next thing here. This is more on the trending side, what's going on in the community, what people are talking about. Everyone always talks about this. And I did on my last podcast, actually, 
with uh, Eric Olson of Consensus, who's developing an evidence-based search engine. And I just wanted to talk about sort of the other side of evidence-based stuff. So you'll see people now who use that evidence-based and they try to use it as like a slam dunk. Hey, I'm showing you this, it's evidence-based, this, this is it. This is, this is the study and these are the facts. That's not how science works. Science is always an open-ended book, or almost always, and new studies are coming in proving those things wrong time after time. So just because it's evidence-based doesn't mean that it's always going to be correct. It's just what we know now. My wife gets her, her pediatric journals in with all these studies, and there's one thing that I can see that happens in, I don't know, I, I'm not over-exaggerating here, in 90% of the studies that I read in her pediatric journals. At the end of it, they do a summary, they summarize it, and almost all of them are hedging their bets and they're hedging their words because that's what real scientists do and real people in the research world do. They say something to the extent of, this is the information we know now, but we don't really have definitive answers and this could change in the future. Something to that extent because that's really what science is. It's always developing. It's always continuing. You could send me any, you could send me any study in the world and I will poke holes in it. I don't care what it is. Go ahead and send it to socialtrulyfit.app. Tell me what you think and I will poke a bunch of holes in it because there's always extra variables that someone did not see or that could be uh, thrust into there to change everything. So let's not go down this rabbit hole of being these people who say, oh, I'm an evidence-based researcher and I'm an evidence-based personal trainer and I only follow the evidence. Guess what? The evidence changes on a regular basis. So if you do that, you're also going to be changing with the evidence and working sort of contradictory terms uh, to yourself. So I just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. I've been seeing that a lot online recently where people keep talking about this evidence-based, evidence-based, evidence-based. And I think the people who are in the space, people who are in science and research, understand these comes with caveats saying these things and that there's there's always there's always a change to the science. But people who are not in that space, people who don't have the education, people who are, might just you know just have a certification and be a personal trainer and, and don't have the in-depth background of science and reading research papers, don't understand that just because something is evidence-based doesn't mean that this is the be-all end-all, right? It's not. It's not written. It's not written in stone. It's it's written in a very light pencil. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.